Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Hello everyone, it's November 11th. So what has been going on in your part of the world? Around here we had some beautiful weather. Just absolutely beautiful. Sunny and 70 in November. That's not really heard of in October and rarely heard of in September around here. We took advantage of 70 degree days and over last weekend raked our entire front yard and backyard and got it moved all the way to the front curb. Now because I live in the city, one of the perks or benefits from living in the city is that if you get all of the leaves in the fall, they will vacuum them up. You can put them in bags if you want to, and they take them to the city compost pile. And then if you ever need dirt, you can go to the compost pile and you can get black dirt in exchange. So no branches or brush or all of that. That's for spring cleanup. So there are rules about what you can put to the curb in the fall and in the spring. Oh my goodness, it was a huge amount of leaves. And we had most of our leaves in the back garden removed. It's just amazing to me how many blew in and how many fall um, from just a few trees that are on the property lines east and west. It took us, oh, three hours on Sunday and my husband a couple hours on Saturday. I helped a little bit. So I'm feeling well enough. I had a little hurt in my shoulder and some aches and pains and getting old and all of that. But I was able to run a rake for a little bit and help scoop and I even got to drive the tractor a little bit. For a while we used the tractor to transport the leaves in a trailer to the front yard. But the little trailer we have is too small and for that kind of job. So my husband got a big tarp out, which is what we do. Everybody does run here. You load all your leaves on a tarp and then you dump them out into a huge pile. Um, that pile came up to at least my shoulders. It, it was a lot of leaves. So that was a huge job off of my mind. The yard is buttoned up. I think my husband is looking at a few bird feeders yet. We may put suet feeders out. I'm not sure what we're doing. I'm leaving that for his department. If you want to see the leaf pile, you can go to my Instagram account. It's leaves. It's nothing too exciting, but it was a huge weight off my mind. With the fall comes making um, different meals and baking. So I tried a clean eating, healthier um, apple muffin recipe from Kate Cookie and Kate. And it's really dense. It has very little flour. It has wheat flour in it. 
It was real heavy and moist, but it was pretty good hot. But you got to eat them quick. They don't last too long. She's updated her apple muffin recipe. It apples and oats and applesauce and different things like that in it. Cinnamon sugar. Um, and I would make them again. I might try the updated recipe to see if it's a little more muffin-like instead of more um, energy ball-like. Which led me to an idea that today... After my husband gets home from the dentist, he's going to go to the grocery store and pick up a couple things that I don't have. And I'm going to try making some energy balls. They're basically peanut butter with oats and different nuts and seeds and a little bit of honey to help bind it together. I'm looking for some snacks and for some healthier options that may be um, a little lower on the glycemic index. We'll see if that works. So far, the apple muffins didn't work. So um, <clears throat> not so sure I'm going to make them again, unless we need to use up some of the gala apples that we picked at the orchard. And then I've been using, <clears throat> excuse me, my Instant Pot. And I've been making um, quite a few different meals out of the Pressure Luck cookbook. And so that's going well. I feel like I've expanded our dinners a little bit. Dinner planning is not easy to do for me. I don't know why it's so hard. The other part is there's just two of us and my husband doesn't get home at dinner time. He gets home when the work is done, which can be late. It can be seven, eight o'clock. Usually it's between five and six, but there's no set dinner time. So just try to make, we try to make meals that he can warm up and go from there. But I have been making soups and stews, um, beef stew, chicken soup, Mexican rice, some Chinese food, different things. So now I'm trying to find some more um, healthy options with a little bit less noodles and pastas and trying to add a few more veggies, trying to get healthy. I decided if we're going to be locked up in a lockdown, if we're going to be locked up, we're going to be a lockdown which might happen again in the future because it is in other parts of the world, I need to just decide what am I going to do? Am I going to be healthy? Am I going to continue to follow the path of eating whatever I want with reckless abandon and then paying the consequences? Um, I, I don't want to lose like, you know, oh, I'm going to lose 100 pounds while we're over the winter. No, I want to lose weight. I want to get in more shape. And I'm finding that I'm 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 stronger and I have a little bit more stamina, able to walk more. So that's paying off. But I also need to eat healthier. And that's just been one of my goals. I have miserably failed at that over the last several months of the pandemic. And I am changing my ways. We're buying different foods. There's more food is available. That was part of the problem, right? Is earlier in the year, it wasn't easy to find all of the different foods to eat healthier. And then food got real expensive. So then we were buying things to eat cheaper, which usually means higher carbohydrate, which is not good for my diabetes. So I'm kind of backing up a little bit, rethinking the eating plan and, you know, moving forward with small changes every week. And I'm hoping to be ever so much healthier by the first of the year to kick off my annual, I want to lose 100 pounds in the year and then... Don't do it. This year, I swear, it's going to be different. Okay, enough of that. What have I been making? Well, quilting, I have not quilted 
um, any new tops. I've, I've got a couple UFOs in there. I haven't sewn any quilt tops. I just hit a wall a few weeks ago and just felt utterly burnt out on sewing quilt tops. Love long arming. So I have, I'm down to two customer quilts. I'm wrapping up the last of a series of small little Christmas quilts that a customer did. All free motion quilting. So much fun. They're just, just adorable. And the next ones are going to be really heavily quilted. So I'm going to I'm kind of saving those for putting them on and then letting letting it sit and marinate and I can take my time. But I just couldn't sew anything. I don't know why. I have uh, nothing but time and fabric and the ability to do it and no motivation to do it. And I was just really distraught because I like had all these super, you know, self-imposed goals and and trying to get moving. I was still creating. I've been like really obsessed with the crocheting. That's, that's still going. I've made several shawls and I figured out what was the motivating factor was making gifts. And just to make a quilt, to make a quilt, I started feeling like, well, what's the point? I have a lot of quilts. Do quilts really matter? You know, they do matter. They do, but it's like, I've made a lot of them and I need a break. And that's what it came down to. I, I need a break. So the most wonderful thing showed up on my Facebook feed. I'm a, I am in a group for um, Jennifer Makers, Cricket Group. And she had a four-day free event. Now, this is the thing. You could watch 40 different classes all day, every day, and... For four days. I think it started on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But the kicker was you only had access to the class and the free files for the things to make the class for one day. Well, it just so happened to have my crown put on last week. And I took as many of those classes as I could over the weekend. And I downloaded all of the files. I became very, very motivated and excited and learned so much about that Cricut machine because, you know, like quilting and everything else, over time you learn little things. And I found that I just need to take more time to learn how to run the Design Space program and make it more meaningful for me. And then I got, you know, like everything else, you get excited about it. And then I realized I don't have all enough stuff. So I'm going to have to go to Hobby Lobby this afternoon to see if they have a couple of different Cricut products. I bought a few things at Walmart. They have a Cricut line. And I found this lady called Fabric Ninja. And she had a free pattern. And I think if you sign up for her newsletter, you can get... Um, this still is a hood and it's like a convertible pattern. So you can make a regular hood. It snaps under your chin and the forehead flap, you can flip it up and have a contrasting uh, fleece is what it, she suggested. And I had fleeced from a project and I only used a tiny bit of it. And I bought a you, you know, like you do when you go to the craft store, you buy too much of it. And 
I made one and I'm like, wow, that's really fun and easy. I watched her video on how to make it. It was so simple. It uh, takes snaps to close the strap under your chin. And I'm like, wait, I bought snaps last year for Christmas. I have a whole bunch of them left in the little, I found it's all in one place organized in my tool bench. I couldn't believe it. So since I watched that video a week ago, I have made one, two, three, five or six of those hoods. And I decided to use the pointy hood for a pixie. And I might put a little tassel or a pom-pom on the top. I'm also going to make several that are just regular hoods, like a, um, like a hooded sweatshirt, you know, that kind of a hood. And I wore it. It's two layers of this polyester fleece. It'll wash up. And I needed a snow blowing hat. I mean, one that came down around my ears and then tucked up under my chin like that. It'll be perfect. And it's super, super warm. So I'm on fire. I'm making lots of those hoods. And guess what, everybody? If you're a member of my family, um, we'll see how, how super fire I get. I think everyone in the universe may be getting a hood from me for Christmas. <laughs> so that was super fun. And the other things that I learned about were how to cut... Um, different materials like for earrings they cut um, faux leather that Cricut makes and other companies you can make some real cute earrings the theme of this was holiday maker fest so that it's over but you could go buy a vip pass from jennifer maker's website thanks jennifermaker.com and and learned how to cut and set different pressures and how to use different types of materials and um, there's some real simple, easy projects like um, a beautiful multi-layered paper angel. And I happened to be at Walmart and found some glitter cardstock to go with the white cardstock I have. And then one of my friends saw me cut it and put it um, a picture on the Facebook group. And she dropped off extra little light that she had that would make it shine and look so pretty. So I've just been very excited. Um cutting snowflakes I, I tried tiny ones for earrings and um, I didn't have the right material but it was good practice to layer the different materials and cut them out and how to run the machine and tell it how what pressure to cut and not cut through your mat because I've done that before and I realized there's so much more so much more that I didn't even know and that got me excited about watching more tutorials in my spare time instead of watching so many murder shows because, you know, I did get on a big murder mystery jag watching all of the things on Netflix and, you know, all that stuff. So I decided to ride the wave of energy and excitement and motivation and I'm going to make some more snowflakes maybe um, make them like ornaments but use them as gift tags for Christmas try to have a better presentation on the things I'm mailing I've got the hoods made I've got a couple shawls made I got my wee yogurt jars oh my gosh have you been following me on the Facebook for that the saga I have about 16 wee yogurt jars and my goal was to put little lids on them and maybe put a clear sticker and I can do that on the Cricut I'm just having a little trouble learning how to cut the borders I'm gonna get there and I thought wouldn't they be cute for number one for me I have a couple I bought last summer when a limited edition print on the wee yogurt jars came out 
And I found on Amazon these silicone lids that you can put on. Now, we yogurt jars make special lids, and they're only a dollar a lid. You buy a pack of four, except it's $5 to ship it, and they'll only let you do one set right now. So these silicone lids are great because they stretch. They're food quality safe. So like if I wanted to put tea or other things in it or use it as a gift, um, then I can do that. The other thing I wanted to use the jars for is to hold all the tiny little things that I want to have in a cute display, maybe near my sewing machine in my dining room because my sewing machine's on the dining room table and fill them with bright colored things that I use like wonder clips and buttons and thread and other little tiny things that would fit in the jar. Lots of things for Cricut supplies and that kind of stuff too that would go in a wee yogurt jar with a lid and keep the dust off it. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm also thinking about making um, a wee yogurt jar lid for a cupcake stand. Um, we'll see if I can find a cupcake stand. I have a couple here at the house, but I, I like the display that I'm using them for. But I might try using just, I have so much stuff around the house that I could make a really cute little fairy um, like a miniature diorama underneath the jar turned over like a dome. So lots of ideas. I've spent way too much time on Pinterest in watching craft videos on YouTube, haven't I? I'm starting to sound like the crazy craft lady. I'm really not. Yes, I am. Who am I fooling? Yes, I am. And uh, having having a wonderful time with it. And it's okay to put quilting aside for a little bit. I put knitting aside for a little bit. And now I'm doing crafts, really creative things with craftiness in the Cricut. And craftiness in the Cricut, that didn't make Craftiness made from using a Cricut as a tool. Because it really is liberating. Because I have so much arthritis in my hands that this is great. And I'm just wanting to explore more and more I'm finding I mean there's really so many things you can do with these new machines that it's it's amazing actually it boggles my mind because when it wasn't that long ago you had to to have a professional quality computer and machines to do things right you, you couldn't just do it on a cutting machine at home and then send it to your printer you had to take it to the print shop just like um, you couldn't design your own fabric and have Spoonflower print it for you. Um, you couldn't have a machine cut it out unless it was a hand crank die cutting machine. So I'm dating myself here, but I remember that stuff. And that's why people's craft rooms were huge and filled with so much stuff because you had to have a tool for every single thing. There wasn't anything that was a multi-functional equipment. In the crickets not long ago all took cartridges and they don't do that anymore. They stream it. Now the sad news is today was my day off from work and I had all these projects to cut and getting ready to go and we ran out. We didn't have internet. We had a storm last night. We have power. I have my satellite dish for watching shows but no internet until I turn the computer on to sit down and record a podcast. So I'm going to do my 
cut files this afternoon and cut some things that I realized I want to recut from earlier in the week. And I'm also going to work on a couple of other projects and have the Cricut cut them out. It makes cutting, you know, the maker, you got to have a rotary cutter for felt and fabric. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm very excited. Can you tell? I'm, this is like the most excited I've been about making things in a really long time. And it also gave me a lot of wonderful ideas by taking the time instead of trying to find busy work and keep myself busy, busy, busy all the time to take some of these classes. I kind of get now why taking some classes, even though it's, you may know most about this, mostly about the skills needed to do some of the projects. You pick up so many bits of information and helpful hints or things that you just plain and simply realize you taught yourself how to do it and there's an easier way. So that's, that's been what I've been making. Um, life has been pretty slow. Otherwise, you know, I'm working from home, um, working from home even more. I don't think we're going to be going into the office as the cases of, um, the coronavirus rise. And I'm all right with that. I'm, I've learned how to separate my job from my life and yeah, that's, that's going great. And I love being able to wear comfortable clothes and then just flip a scarf on or have your hair done or wear a more dressy shirt for Zoom meetings. <laughs> you can even, don't you have to pick up the room if you can put a background on for Zoom, right? It's so funny. Um, it's just another thing that amazes me with technology. So those are some of the things I have been making. There's a couple of things I want to make. And as I was going through some of my fabrics, I was looking for fleece and things. I found um, a minky little tiny scarf I made more like for a doll. And I remembered that I, I was going to put that on a teddy bear. And I found a bear that I bought several years ago that I always intended to make clothes for it. And then I thought that just sounds absolutely insane. But a grown woman making clothes for a bear that children don't play with. And I have a whole bear collection. I love bears and dolls. I keep most of them packed away. But I have this bear that was handmade by somebody and I bought it because she was um, selling these crafts so that she could Number one, keep busy while her husband was in hospice, but also to generate some money. So I bought it and I thought it needs some clothes. So I'm going to do that after Christmas stuff. I'm thinking of, I have some little tiny cardigan squares. Wouldn't it be cute if he had like a little cardigan square jacket or she, cause it's going to be in pink with a scarf and maybe a hood and maybe a dress and you know, all the things. So that's something I'm planning on doing in the future. And the other thing I did is I made a video on how I figured out how to make the shrink plastic knit button or, you know, shawl closure. It's not really a button. It's not a, I don't know what you call it, but anyway, it's something I had had purchased in a um, it was in a monthly knit box that I got a few years ago and I couldn't find 
that closure and it's a leather working screw button and you can do it with your fingers you don't need a screwdriver but I needed large discs with holes in them so that it could be in this this post could be in the center of a large button that you would screw through your knitwear and the shrink plastic worked it was uh, brought up as an idea in my group and this week I actually made a video showing the experiment and how much they shrink and from one size to the next and I think I started out with like three inch circles and they shrunk down to a couple of inches I think the next round I'm going to make them more like four inch circles so they'll be even bigger more for um, a larger button these are cute and they're perfect but I um, think just for fun I have lots of sheets of shrink pla plastic left and I'm going to make some larger ones it's great is that it, they hold your shawl clothes or even your scarf they won't rip the yarn or the stitches and you can take them off and put them on whatever one you want every any piece of knitwear that you have you know hand knit stuff or hand crocheted things and what I found interesting is that this shrink plastic if it's not done you open the oven up and they look like potato chips real thin and curled but if you shut the door and let it cook a little longer then it becomes strong and thick and it finishes shrinking and flat now I have a little um, looks like a woven silicone mat the middle of it has a little texture so if you push down on the discs while they're hot when you first take them out of the oven you can even put a little bit of texture on them and I'm sure if you experimented more you could even probably color on these with permanent markers or press other things into the plastic for more texture so that was a super fun thing and if you really want to see what these things look like that I've been trying to describe for a couple of podcasts go to my YouTube channel and I'm also going to put the YouTube channel uh, YouTube video in the show notes so you can see what I did um, it's I thought what a genius idea I am so glad we have a craft store finally in town it wasn't all that long ago I'm going to go down memory lane again that I had to drive 45 miles one way to a craft store it's great having one as soon as I think of something I can run to the store and pick it up versus ordering and then having you know a big shipping and handling or waiting to try to buy it all at one time when you go to the store and you're like oh, what did I need yeah do you do that too yeah I do I do it a lot way too much so my memory so the the great thing is I'm learning how to do making lists on my phone I know you can do that with your um, Alexa or Google Home and verbally tell it to put your items on the list and I haven't gotten that advanced yet I still tend to type in a list in my notes on my phone if I write a list out on a piece of paper, which I'm, that's the best method for me. I forget to take the paper to the store. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm just absolutely terrible when it comes to, I can make a list, but taking it to the store is a whole different thing. So that's 
pretty much what I have been working on, what I'm planning on working on. And then once I ride the wave of gift making and I'm ready to get back into some sewing, um, I do have a couple of, you know, the UFOs to work on and long arm. And I want to keep exploring a few different things with making things. And I want to keep working on my art journal because I find that is very, very inspiring. You know, it's been hit and miss with the art journal. And I think it's like any other journal, you know, sometimes, you know, you're going to be real faithful to it and sometimes not. But like the fails on the earrings, I put them together in the wrong order. So I have a product with the sticky side out. It was just dumb of me, but it'll be great for an embellishment for an art journal page. Nothing is wasted. It's used. It was a lesson. Um, I used prod, you know, products that I've had sitting around the house for at least a year. And so everything gets recycled into the art journal. And I think that's kind of how the creative juices also get flowing. So taking the class online for free, I am all about free. I do all my continuing ed credits for my job online for free. And I haven't paid for any in years. And I, I think there's enough people offering free content that you can dip your toes into the water and find out if this is something you're going to like. Um, People who use Cricut machines and other craft things, they will offer free patterns so you can try it and go, yeah, I really like that or no, that's not for me. And I figured that out about the earrings, the snowflake earrings. It's too small. My vision isn't that great to see teeny tiny little pieces of um, plastic and vinyl and heat transfer vinyl that you're trying to layer upon layer and then make an earring out of it. No, I'm not going to do that. But I can do larger ones that are about the size of your cell phone for tree ornaments. I could probably even personalize them if I wanted to. But I probably won't because that's a whole... Using fonts and text is a whole nother thing. And so my my project for in the future to, to figure out how to make it work in the Cricut design space is a it's called the subway sign. It's really a whole bunch of words that are together in different colors and different fonts. A type, typography is another name for that kind of art. And I would like to do one for my craft room. And I, I saw Jennifer Maker's video. It was make Maker. And she did all kinds of different words about Maker. And I thought, oh, I like that. You could use the word Maker. But then I could use things like quilt and other types of art and words that mean something to me and then work on figuring out how to make it the right size and the font and fill in the space and make it where you can read it. It's really something I thought would be a two minute project to design and there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. So that's my a future Cricut project. Um, and I'm planning on cutting it out in vinyl in different colors and putting it on some sort of board or a framed art or a shadow box. I haven't got quite that far. See, I got to take, got to take my time. <laughs> um, don't need to rush through all of it. So I've been making things, I've been baking things, been cooking things, cleaned up my house a bit, 
got the yard done. I feel pretty accomplished. So now I want to really go forth into the winter with those things um, giving me confidence that I can keep on the healthier eating. I'm going to work on making some energy balls. Um, they call them or they're basically no bake um, food with peanut butter. And I've got some trail mix that has seeds and um, no chocolate. I don't want any chocolate and a little bit of honey. I'll let you know how it goes. The other part is they can't be too hard. That's so much dental work done. I don't want to be breaking my teeth on a really hard granola bar kind of thing. The homemade granolas are really hard. And trying to move forward in, in being healthy and really focusing on doing that because I'm not going to visit lots of places. We're not going to museums. We're not doing any of that into probably the spring. I'm hoping to go visit the family out of state in the spring. And I'm hoping to see my family for socially distanced um, holidays. I don't know if we're going to eat or spend that much time together, but at least get together and exchange gifts and have an afternoon kind of a thing. If I can ever get rid of this darn sinus, it's been couple months. It's just annoying. And I think it's allergies. And if I sound stuffed up, I am. And I apologize for that in the podcast. The one good thing about winter is that it freezes all of the outside um, allergens. And it just leaves me with dust in the house to have a constant battle over. Um, so enough of that. So anyway, that's that's my goal. I'm going to try to take care of myself and taking care and doing all the things to keep busy and ride those waves of energy when they come. I'm still working on things 15 minutes or more a day and I feel really good about the things I've made for gifts. They're purposeful, they're cute and adorable and they look homemade that's exactly what I want them to be. So what are you doing? Are you gearing up like me for some holiday crafting? Are you trying to make quilts for people for Christmas? November starts getting scary if you're going to get it done in time. Are you done with all your yard work? Are you planning your garden for next year? Um, I'll be doing that more after the first of the year, the garden and the yard. We have a few indoor little projects to accomplish that we saved for the winter and I have lots of ideas in delving down the um, blogs. I've rediscovered blogs, craft blogs, cooking blogs. They usually have a YouTube channel to support one another and so tell me what are some of your favorite cooking blogs and healthy living blogs or YouTube channels and crafts. I have found so many. I talked a lot about Jennifer Maker today. Um, there are so many, but I want to tell you the hood pattern came from a website called Fabric Ninja. If you want to make your own hood out of fleece or if you quilting cotton, if you don't live in a cold environment. She said you could use quilting cotton. Go to her website, sign up for her newsletter, and then you'll have access to the free pattern at Fabric Ninja. So let me know some of your favorites because I'm rediscovering blogs and reading. Don't read books, but I'm reading blogs and 
um, all kinds of things that are, I just, I don't know where I've been, right? It's like I just woke up <laughs> and rediscovered the beauty of the internet. You have a most wonderful week. I hope that you have time to be creative and quilt on, everyone. <laughs>